Today on Drawing Near, Peter, building off of God's call to live holy and honorably, begins to explain what that looks like in day-to-day life. The word he uses to describe our holy and honorable living is submission. And although not very popular, submission is an important theme in God's holy word. So take your Bible and turn to 1 Peter chapter 2 and join us as we study Submit for the Lord's sake. As we prepare for this study, would you join me in prayer, please? Father in heaven, we thank you for your love, mercy, and grace always. Your love caused Jesus Christ to come into this world to atone for our sin that we might have forgiveness. Your mercy looks down upon us and sees our vast need, and your grace moves to supply that need. We thank you, Father, for the faith you have birthed within us. This faith enables us to believe in Jesus Christ and to trust in him and to follow him faithfully. Father, guide us as we seek to increase our faith, to grow in our understanding, to follow more closely. Open our eyes and our ears to the truth of your word. Help us, Father, to walk in your spirit. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 13, Peter writes, Therefore, submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether to the king as supreme or to governors, as those who are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of those who do good. So in this section, as Peter continues to build on all that he has said in the first 12 verses of chapter 2, he tells us that we're to submit ourselves. Now, the word submit is a very, very important word. Philippians chapter 2 says that Jesus Christ submitted himself to the Father and submitted himself to the cross on our behalf. When we submit ourselves, we are being like Jesus. And it is critical to understand that. For many today, the idea of submission is a weak term. They can't hardly stand the idea of submission, primarily because so many preachers and teachers have beat women up with this word for decades. And that's not what this word is for. We need to understand, when we are commanded here in verse 13, and it is a command, to submit ourselves, the word submit is not the same as the word obey. To obey means to do it whether you like it or not. But the idea of submitting means to place ourselves under the authority, to willingly, by our own choice and volition, place ourselves under the authority or the needs of someone else. So Peter says in verse 13, Therefore, place yourselves under the authority of every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake. Now, Placing ourselves under the authority of every ordinance of man literally means what it sounds like. We are to obey man-made laws. We're to obey all of them that is within our power to obey. If we are to submit to our governing authorities, the only laws that we can choose not to submit to are those laws that contradict the Holy Scriptures. And notice in verse 13, We are to do this not out of fear of retribution or punishment from the government. 
We're to do this not out of pressure from outside peers, but rather we are to submit ourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake. As sojourners and pilgrims in this world, as ambassadors of the Lord Jesus Christ, representatives of God's kingdom, we are to behave in such a way as to not cast a shadow on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are to behave above and beyond reproach. Our conduct is to be exemplary. We need to recognize the importance of our submission to governing authorities. We're to do this for the Lord's sake, and it doesn't matter who is in authority, whether to the king is supreme, the highest authority in the land, or to governors, representatives of the king. Peter goes on and says that these individuals exist for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of those who do good. That's the same thing it says in Romans 13, that actually governing officials have the responsibility, have the power to exercise their authority in order to protect society. Now, we may not all agree on how that is to be done, We may not all agree that that is what is being done, but we need to recognize God has put the government in their place, and they're there for a reason, and we must submit to them. We must place ourselves under their authority for the Lord's sake. In verse 15, we read, For this is the will of God, that by doing good you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. Why are we to submit to governing authorities? One, it honors our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It honors him by modeling his submission, and it honors him by living in such a way that we do not bring reproach upon his name. But also verse 15 tells us this is God's will. It is God's will that we submit ourselves to governing authorities. He has given us governing authorities, and he wants us to submit to governing authorities. Peter says there's a benefit of submission for his readers. He says that by doing good, you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. The original readers of this letter were under persecution, and people were saying all kinds of evil against followers of Jesus Christ, how they were disruptive and how they were causing problems, and how they were rebelling against the king, that they were following another king, the Lord Jesus Christ, and they were part of anarchy, rebellion against the king. Peter says you need to silence these people. You need to submit and do good so that these individuals who are lying about you will be put to silence. These individuals who were falsely blaming Christians in this way are referred to as foolish men. In other words, men who don't understand the gospel, men who have not come out of darkness into light, men who have not accepted the gospel of Jesus Christ. These individuals or individuals like these are foolish. Then in verse 16 it says, As free, yet not using liberty as a cloak for vice, but as bondservants of God. We have freedom in Jesus Christ. We have been set free from sin. We have been set free from darkness. We have been freed to serve Jesus Christ. We have a wisdom that the world does not have because we see and understand what they do not. 
And so as free people, as people who have been freed, yet not using our freedom or our liberty as a cloak for vice, we must accept our freedom as a responsibility toward doing good. There are many people today who say, I have been freed from sin so I can live any way I want to because I have been forgiven and I'm going to go to heaven. This verse is addressing exactly that. We have been freed from sin. We are saved. We are going to heaven. Yet we cannot use that confidence as a license to continue in sin. We must, as bondservants of God, live good, holy, honorable lives for God's glory. That's his will. The end of verse 16 says something very important, and we cannot gloss over it. We are to do this as bond servants of God. We are to do this because we are God's servants. He is our Lord and Master. So in order to submit to God, we must submit to governing authorities. To fail to submit to governing authorities is to fail in our service to God. We must get that clearly in our hearts and minds. And then in verse 17, Peter says this, Honor all people, or literally, honor all. Love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. Every human being that comes into our life, every human being that we respond to, even in the media, we are to honor them. We are to respect them. We are to treat them with dignity. This doesn't mean that everyone is worthy of honor or everyone is worthy of dignity. We're not doing this for them or because of their behavior. We're doing this because God, our master, tells us to. We are his bondservants. We do what he says. So we are to honor all. When we honor all, we recognize that every man, woman, and child on the face of this earth was created in the image and likeness of God, that God desires their salvation, that he sent Jesus Christ to die on the cross to pay for their sins so that if they will put their faith in Jesus, they could be forgiven and receive eternal life. Because of all of this, if God loves them in this way, we are to honor all people. We are also to love the brotherhood, brothers and sisters in Christ, the body of Christ. We are to love them, and we are to love them fervently, as we've already seen. We're to fear God, and this idea of fearing God has two meanings. One, we are to fear him as one who has authority and power to exercise discipline and judgment in our lives, but we are also to revere him. Now, if we properly revere or have reverence toward God, we have nothing to fear. If we do what is right, there is nothing to fear. But in case we are tempted to do wrong, there is much to be feared in the Lord God's response to our sin. And then finally in verse 17, it says, honor the king, pay the king honor. We're to honor all people, but we are to especially honor the king. Our leaders, our government, has been put in place of authority, and we are to respect God's sovereign work in doing that. That's what we are called to do. And may God in his grace and mercy give us wisdom and faith to humbly and lovingly and faithfully submit. Father in heaven, help us 
in submission to you to obey your word and yield our will to your will, to surrender our desires to you, to deny ourselves and take up our cross daily and follow you. Father, we're so thankful for your guidance and direction, for the light you shine in our lives every day. Help us by faith to shine our light into the world in which we live. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple iTunes, Google Play, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.